Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. We all know the Internet has so much to offer, but there are corners of the Internet you don't want your children going to. So what do you do? There's an endless list of complicated, technical, expensive solutions that impact the entire family and require hours of tech support. Circle with Disney found a better way. This awesome little device designed for families manages content and time online for all the devices in your home. Easy to set up. You can filter content, set time limits, even set a bedtime. Each person can have their own setting. This way, your children don't end up in scary internet territory. But mom and dad can still use the internet to get their work done. Use code NANCY at circlewithnancy.com. Get $10 off your circle and free shipping. Circlewithnancy.com. Offer code NANCY. Thank you, Circle, for protecting our children. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Sunnyvale police are trying to figure out how a Google engineer ended up dead in San Francisco Bay. A young woman was discovered floating naked in the water last week. It's a tranquil setting here along the Bay Trail that stretches through Mountain View in Sunnyvale. But that sense of peace was interrupted last Thursday when a passerby saw a naked body of a woman floating in the water. A citizen actually riding their bike this morning saw the body in the water. The Santa Clara County Sheriff's dive team recovered the body of 23-year-old Chuchu Ma. The same day, police say her boyfriend filed a missing persons report with Mountain View Police. We're talking to family, we're talking to friends, we're talking to acquaintances. A gorgeous young woman, a, a Google engineer, uh, brains and beauty, goes missing. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I want to go straight out first to Drew Nelson, Crime Stories contributing reporter. Drew, Please explain to me when this young girl, uh, brains and beauty, goes missing. How do we know she went missing? Her boyfriend reported her missing uh, in Mountain View, California. 
Joining me, Joe Scott Morgan, forensics expert and professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University. Joe Scott, uh, right there, when a boyfriend reports a young lady, and, and I'm talking specifically about 23-year-old Chu, uh, last name Ma, the boyfriend becomes the first suspect, whether they're guilty or not. Explain why that is. Some people think it's unfair. I don't. No, it's not unfair, Nancy. It's logical and it's pra- it's pragmatic. The the idea here is that who do we who who are we going to be in most danger with? And that's the intimates, the people that we are most intimate with in our immediate circle. That's why husbands and boyfriends, wives and girlfriends are always going to be looked at first in all of these cases. Joining me, Dr. Tiffany Sanders, Chicago psychologist. Dr. Tiffany, thanks so much for weighing in this morning. We need you. This beautiful young girl, uh, Chu, many people as a nickname call her Chu Chu, was a software engineer in the developer product team. And uh, she was doing great. She'd been working at Google for a year and a half and had obtained her degree at University of Texas at Austin. The police in Sunnyvale state that it's a mystery. Why is it that you always look at the boyfriend or the husband or the converse, the wife or the girlfriend first? Well, Nancy, in many cases, you're going to ask, why would a stranger accost or assault someone, someone they don't even know? Right. So there there wouldn't be enough reason or motive behind a random person uh, doing such harm to this young lady, beautiful young lady. So you want to examine, um, are there any uh, situations of domestic violence or uh, conflict within the home or with intimate family members? Because that would be the only plausible or rational thought when you wouldn't suspect a random person uh, just coming up to her. You're right. And what it boils down to, Dr. Tiffany, in my world, motive and opportunity. Who has the most opportunity to hurt a victim? The people around her the most, the people that see her the most. You start with boyfriend, lover, husband, ex-boyfriend. Right. Then you move out. Uh, family members like father, grandfather, uncle, cousin. Then you move out. Next door neighbor. Then you move out. Uh, people that live in the apartment complex or neighborhood. Then you move out. Paper delivery person, uh, FedEx delivery person, mail person. Uh, Lawn you, care person. Yeah, yeah. Then you move out from there. Um, the guy at the checkout, guy at the parking garage, uh, people she sees at work. That you keep moving out until you find the perp. And if there, it's not within her circle, then you got a problem because it's random and you don't know which way to go. But then back to Drew Nelson, Crime Stories, contributing investigative reporter. Drew, again, thank you so much for being with us. Then let me just fast forward. A tranquil, very peaceful setting along the San Francisco Bay Trail, which is absolutely stunning. You know, I took my children on an RV trip. It was me, my husband, the two children, and my mother. 90 pounds of tiger meat, as I like to say, in an RV. Let me just say, first of all, Drew Nelson, because you're going to want to know the facts. My mother took up the entire back two-thirds of the RV. She got the king bed and the, the little bathroom. It was all for her. It was just easier that way, trust me. I slept on a twin bed that was also a deck sofa. That was you know around the table. My husband slept on the other side of the table, and the twins somehow squirreled up in a loft over the driver's seat. I don't know where we were, but I learned all over again how to start a fire with lighter fluid, which I dropped into the fire as the children were shrieking. My point, Drew Nelson, is that we ended up at the Golden Gate Bridge, and I forced the little layabouts to walk across the Golden Gate Bridge with me. They complained bitterly for about the first two minutes. Then they loved it. And we looked out at the San Francisco Bay, and it was like nothing I've ever seen before. It was just incredible. And I've got that in my mind juxtaposed against what I am going to ask you that tranquil setting along the San Francisco Bay Trail. It stretches through Mountain View and Sunnyvale, where Choo Choo goes missing and was completely 
that sense of peace completely torn apart. What happened to Drew Nelson? And imagine this idyllic setting, as you're saying. Uh, There's a cyclist who rides by every day overlooking San Francisco Bay in Sunnyvale, California. And today, this one day, he spots a body floating in the bay. He calls 911. And it it turns out that this half-naked woman in the bay is Choo Choo. A half-naked woman. A passerby happens to see the naked body of a woman floating in the water. A cyclist who is on the trail all the time named Don Savant tells us, quote, I'm surprised to find that kind of thing here. He's talking about Choo Choo's naked body. Very sad, terrible to have it happen anywhere. I guess we all think that when a crime happens in our world, in our neighborhood, in our backyard. It's my understanding to Drew Nelson that the Santa Clara County Sheriff's dive team then took to the waters. Is that right, Drew? They recovered the body there. That was San Francisco Bay. That's in Sunnyvale, um, Santa Clara County. And that is just down the way from um, Mountain View, where she was reported missing by her boyfriend. Now, I want to look at the timeline here, Joe Scott Morgan. Joseph Scott Morgan joining me, forensic expert, death investigator, and professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University. Joseph Scott, I want to look at the timeline. He, the boyfriend, reports her missing that same day. He files a missing persons report with Mountain View Police. We don't know yet how Choo Choo's body ends up floating naked in the water. And police are trying to determine if foul play was involved. Well, let me tell you something, Joe Scott. If you study the book Methods and Assessment of Homicide and Suicide, you will know immediately that it is a cold day in H-E-L-L that a female is found that commits suicide naked. Now, I think it's instinctive, or maybe it's just ground into us. Uh, Men don't care. They couldn't care less. Women are practically statistically never found dead by suicide naked. So let's just start with what we know. She was reported missing that day. I don't know how long she was missing when the boyfriend reported. Drew Nelson, do we know that yet? How long had she been missing? We do not know. We don't know. That's what I thought. Okay. So, Joe Scott, uh, take yeah, it on. You know, uh, first off, the, the most curious part to me is that uh, it would seem at least, and I don't, uh, we don't have this pegged down quite as of yet because the authorities haven't released a lot of information yet, but it would seem kind of interesting that that she was reported missing within 24 hours of of uh, of not being seen uh, well within that that bracketed time period and uh, by the boyfriend and then back to this idea that she's What's unusual about that? Well, it, it just seems it seems a bit strange, you know, that that uh, that she would she would be reported as missing a grown woman in that short a period of time. We don't know anything about the familial or the family uh, a relationship dynamic? Did they actually live together? Did they live apart? Were they supposed to have a meeting with one another and she didn't show up? Had she been threatened? Was he worried? So all of these questions are still on the table uh, to be answered as of yet. And thus far, the authorities have not released much information that we can kind of plug in to to peg a lot of the stuff down, and most importantly, the timeline, because that's critical in any case like this. Just thinking about what you're saying, um, are you trying in some way to implicate the boyfriend? No, no, not at all. Okay, but, good, because he but, has not but, been named all, a suspect. Hold on, the boyfriend... All, all options are on the table. The boyfriend has not been named a suspect or a person of interest. There are a lot of scenarios to Dr. Tiffany Sanders... Chicago psychologist joining us here on Sirius XM 132. A lot of scenarios under which the boyfriend could be completely innocent. I mean, I can think of one. Um, He goes to work in the morning, the whole day long. He doesn't hear from her. He goes out with his friends that night or goes to his family's home. He gets home late that night, hits the sack, 
and the next morning he realizes he hasn't heard from her. That's one scenario. Dr. Tiffany, I'm not ready to point the finger at anybody yet, but are there scenarios, many of them, under which the boyfriend could not be implicated? You know, as I think about it, Nancy, the, it, it seems so logical that the boyfriend would be the one who's implicated um, in, this, in this particular crime. Um, the only situation where you would think not is that, it, like the previous uh, guest was saying, if they had a, a, a dinner date, they had an outing to go to, um, a work event, and she, and she was expected to go. Um, but, you know, my, my gut instinct says that's not likely what could have happened. Maybe it was Chuju likely seeing somebody else. He found out. He became upset, jealous, uh, was enraged. We have to ask those questions and, and investigating and talking to her friends and family about the dyna- dynamics of their relationship are very, is very, very important. So at this juncture, where does the case stand to Drew Nelson, Crime Stories investigative reporter? Where does it stand? Well, the investigators are waiting on the toxicology report and the autopsy. Uh, there's no evidence uh, to show that there is a crime here or that there isn't a crime here. There's no evidence to show that we know of that it was an accident or a suicide. So as far as we're waiting on the toxicology and autopsy to tell us if we'll ever know what happened. Hmm. A 23-year-old woman, uh, a brilliant software engineer with Google, has been found dead naked in the San Francisco Bay waters. Joe Scott Morgan, um, if I were a betting person, which I'm not, I would bet this is no suicide, Joe Scott. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that it would be either, Nancy. Uh, what What strikes me is very peculiar about this case is the fact that she is somewhat undressed. I don't know to what degree. I've heard reports that range from partially uh, uh, nude to fully nude, and so again, that's unclear. But we know that there is an absence of clothing. I, like you, have been to San Francisco, and boy, is it a beautiful place. But the one thing I know about that San Francisco Bay is it is cold. It is very, very cold. And I know that she just didn't, you know, stick her toe in the water and decide, well, I'm going to take off part of my clothes and just go for a swim. Uh, that's just not going to happen. Most people that go swimming out there or they engage in any kind of water sports, uh, windsurfing or anything like that, are wearing uh, wetsuits or dry suits out there because the water is so incredibly cold. So this is a very curious case. I'm also going to be very interested in seeing the autopsy report relative to what they find in her lungs. I want to know if there's any evidence if she was alive when she went into that water. We can determine, say, for instance, maybe if she drowned. Uh, and if there's any kind of trauma to the body, uh, things like that, that are very minute, like uh, petechial hemorrhages in the eyes to give an indication that maybe there was some kind of asphyxiation uh, that went on. So the jury is out, uh, and toxicology is going to be cr- uh, critical here, Nancy. If we're talking about a potential suicide, I want to know what level any drugs were in her system, alcohol, that sort of thing, anything that would have inhibited her ability to take care of herself in a way that it, she, if she fell into the water, that she it was an unsurvivable event. But again, that brings us back to this idea, why was she without clothing? Well, I'll tell you, uh, the way I'm discussing this, just to put it out there, is, you know, with the backdrop of a very, very dear friend of mine, Bob Seafeld, who died in the San Francisco Bay waters, completely unexpected, of suicide. And nobody saw it coming. And every day... Since that happened, I guess that was back in about 2008, I beat myself up wondering what I could have done to maybe stop that from happening. So many times with suicide, you don't see it coming. So as I'm discussing the San Francisco Bay and a potential suicide, it does happen. And even those closest to you sometimes don't see it coming. I want to pause and thank our partners making today's program possible. 
one of our partners that I just love is Super Beats. When my son first heard I was involved with Super Beats, he went, Mom, those are too costy. They're $400. He thought I was talking about this really expensive set of earphones. He's all about earphones. Super Beats, B-E-A-T-S. I'm like, no, my love, no. Super Beats, B-E-E-T-S. You know, speaking of the twins, wouldn't it be great to have all the energy you wanted all day long so I could, you know, run with them all day? But fatigue gets in the way even for everyday activities. I mean, if you're up at 5.30 every morning like I am, by about 4 o'clock, you're dragging. It seems to get worse every year, and this is why. When you're 20, your body has a natural ability to maintain healthy circulation. By age 40, now, don't blow it, Dr. Brian Russell, but the twins think I'm 11 and a half. Don't mess it up. By the time you're 40, <laughs> that ability has decreased by half, and it leaves you feeling tired. What can you do to get that circulation back and fight fatigue? Drink Super Beats. Listen, Super Beats promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation, increase energy and stamina all day long. And only Super Beats is made from beets grown to very exacting standards and then concentrated into superfood crystals for us. So if you want to increase your own natural energy, Call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com, N-A-N-C-Y-S-B-E-E-T-S, nancysbeats.com. Catch this. With a first order, you get another free, free 30-day supply of Super Beats, plus these indicator strips to see how Super Beats are working for you, plus free shipping. You're not going to get that at the pharmacy. You're not going to get that at your, your health food store. No. 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com today. In fact, I need to drink about a gallon right now <laughs> because I need energy. And now, on Crime Stories. Your Honor, on August 19, 2017, the defendant lured Savannah LaFontaine Graywind, who was eight months pregnant, up to her apartment as a part of a conspiracy to murder Savannah and steal her unborn baby. Savannah's body was found in the Red River on August 27, 2017. The baby was not with her. Dakota woman ends up where you would never expect, in court. On claims she kidnaps and murders her pregnant neighbor before slicing the neighbor open to steal her baby and pass it off on her as her own. Now, I, I, I'll tell you, Joe Scott, Drew, Tiffany, Jackie, Allen, one of the first times this came to the forefront of the public consciousness was during the Scott Peterson case. That was one of the crazy outlandish theories that Mark Garagos, God rest his soul, came up with to explain how somebody, not really sure who, other than Scott Peterson, murdered Lacey, that they must have kidnapped her to cut baby Connor out of her tummy. I, I didn't buy it then because it's such a heinous thought. Since that time, let's give the devil his due, more and more cases have emerged. So Garagos actually had a viable theory. Of course, it wasn't true, but still, he had a viable theory. Um, I want to go out to Drew Nelson, Crime Stories investigative reporter. What can you tell me about Brooke Cruz and the Grizzly murder? of her friend, Savannah Graywind. Let's start with the discovery of Graywind's body. Savannah Graywind's body was found in the Red River. That was on the 27th of August. Some kayakers were in the river, and they found this body wrapped in plastic. Oh, my goodness. Well, that certainly rules out any kind of an accident. Go ahead. And after that, the, the investigation led back to uh, her friend, as you were saying. Uh, this woman, Brooke Cruz, that was the last person that she was that Savannah was seen with. Brooke Cruz, 38 years old. Uh, they were friends and they were the, the last person who saw her alive was Brooke Cruz. Uh, they were just walking into her apartment. And that's the last we know about Savannah. Well, that's a perfect place to start an investigation. The last known whereabouts and who you were with at the time you disappear Savannah Graywin was a full eight months pregnant when she disappeared. 
not long after, about eight days later, two kayakers discover the mother-to-be's body, as Drew Nelson tells us, wrapped in plastic in a river. Missing her baby. The baby was no longer in her body, and she had not given birth through a normal vaginal delivery. So, Joe Scott, right there, where do cops go? Well, the first thing they're going to they're going to look at is all of the physical evidence that remains that remains in a particular case like this. Uh, a starting point is going to be the body, the evidence that's that's left behind as a result of of the trauma uh, that this woman would have had to have endured. Now, just as you pointed out, the body is absent the baby. Savannah's Savannah's uh, is absent this baby. The baby has obviously been, and this is very grisly, Nancy, has obviously been removed uh, in some kind of uh, uh, attempt to uh, surgically extract the baby, which apparently they did. And then after this, after this, the body is wrapped in plastic, tied off with duct tape, and placed into the river. And, you know, lots of times people do this for, for two points, for two reasons. First, in a moving body of water to get the body as far away from the initial point of where this occurred. And secondly, they submerge uh, uh, bodies in water to try to get rid of evidence. So we have to be very, very careful in cases like this. The plastic, the duct tape is going to be essential when they go back to try to marry this up or match it up with anything else they might find at the scene. Uh, another important piece of physical inf- uh, information that's going to come from her body is what method uh, did they use to to essentially remove this baby? Uh, and and it's it's really interesting, Nancy. They're they're gonna they're going to actually when the body is brought into the morgue, they're going to want to take a look at the body and say what level of skill, what level of skill did the individual possess that removed this baby from this mother's you know, body. Uh, I was saying that the baby was gone. The mom's body found wrapped in plastic, weighted down at a river by two kayakers. And you don't have to worry or try to determine at autopsy, was it a normal vaginal delivery? Because her stomach had been sliced open. Dr. Tiffany Sanders Chicago psychologist, I need to shrink in a big way right now. Who could do such a heinous thing? Wow. Yeah, Nancy, when I read the story details, I was appalled and just absolutely disgusted at the fact that this woman would lure this 22-year-old beautiful young mom-to-be and the desperation that that woman must have had. She must have been so desperate and not uh, not able to see that this was heinous to rip a young baby from the mother's womb before it was even time for that baby to be born or delivered. It's just appalling. But Nancy, I have to point out that the fertility world is a very much pressure-filled world. So here she is, 38 years old, This um, uh, the perpetrator, and she's probably um, looking at her, her body as it ages and her inability to, to conceive on her own and, and searching and trigger, trying to find ways to conceive. And she looks and say, hey, there's this young lady. I can just take her baby. Why not just adopt? Why not put yourself in a position where you, you seek out fertility treatment? Why steal someone else's baby? And, and it's appalling, and you just can't wrap your mind around it. Take a listen to what police say after kayakers make this horrific discovery. Uh, Good evening, everybody. I'm Chief Dave Todd with the Fargo Police Department, and this is Sheriff Bill Burquist with the Clay County Sheriff's Department. At about uh, 544 this evening, kayakers in the river discovered uh, what appeared to be a life or a a body-sized object uh, wrapped in plastic in the river hung up on a log. Uh, The kayakers notified law enforcement uh, and also coincidentally at the same time a search party was searching a farmstead right down this road by the bridge. Uh, There are some suspicious uh, items in that farmstead that lead us to believe that that may be a crime scene. Uh, The body was pulled out of the river by law enforcement 
at about 8.20 this evening and at about 9.20 that body was identified as Savannah Greywind. Um, Savannah Greywind will be uh, brought, I believe, to the Ramsey, Ramsey County, Ramsey County um, examiner and uh, the family has been notified. You know, just when you think you've seen it all, Joseph Scott Morgan, a forensics expert, you and I have handled so many homicides. I, I can't even count them. It's hard for people that are not in the crime world. God bless them. You know, if I did not feel a duty to fight crime, I, I, I would love to do something else, like my original dream of being a Shakespearean professor. But Joe Scott Morgan, when you're in this world, you see one horrific crime after the next, after the next. And every time I think, I don't, I've never seen anything like it in my life. But I got to tell you, Joseph Scott Morgan, finding a young mom's body dead, wrapped in plastic, and then you unwrap that plastic and find her sliced from her chest to her pubic area. That's how you find the body. I mean, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. I've got to say, Joe Scott. Yeah, it ranks right up there for me as well, Nancy. Uh, and let's just go back for a second and think about what this young mother-to-be would have endured. Because to the best of my knowledge, um, there's no anesthesia applied here. Uh, as Dr. Tiffany had pointed out, uh, this this uh, young young mother-to-be was was not ready to give birth yet. Uh, she's only eight months along at this point. Uh, so, uh, and the thing about it is they have to keep her alive long enough so that the child remains viable. And that begs the question, I think this is going to come up with court. And I know that you being the prosecutor that you are, you would really make a point of this. This woman suffered as they uh, took some type of edged weapon and sliced her body open and then sliced her womb open to get access to this body. And all the while, she's there in terror. She's not just fearing oh, for her life awful, and the pain that awful. she's having to go through, but also what is going to happen to this precious life that is inside of my body. Now, I want to go to Brooke Cruz, mid-30s who ends up in court. This is Savannah's friend, her next-door neighbor. I mean, ah, uh, ends up in court pleading guilty. Now, there, So that means there's no question that she did this. She is saying under oath she is guilty of this grisly murder of 22-year-old Savannah Graywind. Interesting, her boyfriend is pleading not guilty. I think I smell state's testimony in the works, but listen to what happened in court. Your Honor, on August 19, 2017, the defendant lured Savannah LaFontaine Graywind, who was eight months pregnant, up to her apartment as a part of a conspiracy to murder Savannah and steal her unborn baby. Savannah's body was found in the Red River on August 27, 2017. The baby was not with her. The count one, conspiracy to commit murder, how do you play? Guilty, Your Honor. And if the court sentences you to a sentence greater than you anticipated, you will not be allowed to withdraw your plea. Do you understand that? I understand, brother. Now, take a listen to this defendant, Brooke Cruz, who is facing life in prison after pleading guilty. Listen to what her sister says. WDAY6 reporter Amy Unra tells us about Brooke Cruz's past and how family learned about the charges against their loved one. Amy? We spoke with Don Dyer, one of Brooke Cruz's older sisters who lives in North Carolina now. She said after reading about this crime online, she noticed a big change in who she remembers as her sibling. She just don't look the same. She looks, <clears throat> she looks like her soul is gone. But even with her change in appearance, Dyer says she never thought her sister would be capable of such a vicious act. She described Cruz in her younger years as free and caring, even though she was abused and had a criminal father. Dyer says through the years they grew apart, but she wishes she would have been able to notice her sister's need for mental health help to possibly keep this from happening. We really, really are sorry for their loss and I don't wish it upon 
anyone. And maybe my sister, you know, uh, is like mentally gone. Now, Dyer also said she knew Cruz had three or four children, but just learned this week she has seven kids. So to Dr. Tiffany Sanders, Chicago psychologist, how do you live without the rest of your life behind bars? I mean, I guess if you're vicious enough to do the crime, it really doesn't bother you that much. Uh, well, it, it should bother her because she's going to have plenty of time to think about, the, you know, what she did and how she uh, pretty much ruined her life her boyfriend's life, and the lives of this beautiful young child who was just born and snatched away from her, her mother. And, and Nancy, you want to think about what was the psyche behind it? Was, was she that blinded by her own sense of greed and selfishness that she would cause that amount of immense pain? She had to literally block out the screams, the, the tears, the agony that that young girl was going in. It's truly unimaginable. So I hope she has many, many years behind bars to, to, to suffer from her own PTSD, reminded from that imagery over and over and over again, because that was just unnecessary. As we await the sentencing of this perpetrator who has pled guilty under oath, Brooke Cruz, mid-30s, who has admitted that she murdered her neighbor, her friend, slicing her body open to steal her baby. The baby is alive, by the way. The baby was found in her apartment that she shares with her living boyfriend. So not a whole lot of questioning there. I think at first they tried to say that she had dropped the baby off to babysit the baby or some, some story like that. Well, that's ridiculous. But I'm just keeping my eye on the live-in boyfriend, William Hone, age 32, who has pled not guilty, okay? His trial is coming up, and I've got a pretty good idea who's going to be a state's witness against him, Brooke Cruz. I want to pause very quickly and thank our partner, making our program today possible. If you're like everybody else, you probably haven't said no very much to sugary sweets during the holiday season. But that is exactly why you need to schedule an appointment with an awesome dentist you can find at 1-800-DENTIST. Now, this is what I like about them. They can deal with your specific needs. Like, I've got two 10-year-old children. I need a pediatric dentist. My mom lives with us now since my dad passed away. I need a special dentist to deal with her dental problems. Then there's me. Then there's my husband. I mean, the list goes on. The specialists at 1-800-DENTIST match you specifically with a local dentist that suits your specific dental needs. For a dentist with the latest technology, find one with CEREC. That's C-E-R-E-C, pronounced like Eric, but CEREC. Those dentists can create a high-quality crown in one office visit. No more multiple trips. No more spending gaps of time with gaps in your teeth. That is not attractive. With the dentist you find at 1-800-DENTIST, you get the care you need before the year's over. Don't worry about replacing a temporary crown you got in December with a permanent one in January. Do it all at once. Usher in the new year with a beautiful smile. Learn about CEREC. And book your appointment today. Visit 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC. 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash C-E-R-E-C. 1-800-DENTIST, thank you for helping us have a beautiful smile. Have you ever seen somebody that won't smile or hold something up in front of their teeth because they're embarrassed? Don't do that. Call 1-800-DENTIST. Thanks for being our partner today, 1-800-DENTIST. Alan Duke, you've got a question? Yes, Nancy. As I listen to this discussion, it makes me ask, how can a baby survive being cut out of its mother's womb by a criminal who is not medically trained? Cesarean births in a hospital are not simple, by a doctor. And if the mother's already dead, could the baby still be alive? Does the cutting hap have to happen while the mother is alive? That's a horrible thing to imagine. So... I've called our expert, Dr. William Maroney, to find out. Dr. Maroney, we have a case where a woman has admitted to cutting a baby out of an eight-month pregnant woman, and the baby survived, and the baby is doing fine right now. How does this happen? Childbirth, cesarean, is not a simple thing. Was this just pure luck, or is this something that 
actually happens and a baby can survive? Well, the baby can survive, but you always have to ask about the mother's health. Babies are extremely resilient, and delivering the birth of a baby through cesarean process really puts about 99% of the trauma and the laceration and the blood pressure risk and the infection all on the mother. In order to do this in a hospital, a woman needs anesthesia and professionals. To do it outside of the hospital, she would have to have been drugged or beaten and tied down or subdued or killed. And then you need five or six minutes to go through three muscle layers, the body cavity, and to uh, carefully enter the side of the uterus. Based on the size of the baby, it's really clear where you need to cut, but you have five or six minutes to get that baby out before the baby becomes anoxic. The mother takes all the trauma. Well, in this case, the mother was found dead later by kayakers in a river wrapped up in plastic and taped up. So we kind of know the route that this woman took. She would have wanted to keep the woman alive while she cut the baby out. Is, is, is that right? If you directly contribute to the death of the mother, you have five minutes plus or minus to get that baby out before it gets anoxic. Without oxygen, that baby will die and have brain death. So what possibly would have happened was the mother was bound up, tied, you think, subdued, knocked out or whatever before this happened. And then apparently without drugs or any kind of medical instrument, the child was just cut out, as you say, through three layers of muscle. Three layers of muscle, a body cavity, and then cut open the uterus. Cutting open a uterus would be very similar to cutting open a pumpkin or a large watermelon. I don't know if you Google this and find out how you're going to do it, but if you've got a plan to steal your neighbor's baby in that brutal fashion, I guess you either have to know what you're doing or get kind of lucky, I, I suppose, because it's not, I wouldn't think it would be an obvious thing to know how to do. No, it wouldn't. And that's where you put the life of the baby at risk after you get it out by not having proper postpartum care. But how you'd actually do it would be in a textbook online or in a library for midwives or OBGYN doctors. And the bottom line on this is she really didn't care about the mother. That makes a, a lot of sense because when you go in the hospital, it's the care of the mother that's the primary concern. And postpartum care of the mother and the baby are what professionals are trained for. Once you consider the mother to be a crime victim and disposable, this is um, it's very dark, but it, it can be done. And it is done. I mean, this case we're talking about right now is not the only time it's been done, and it's not just something we see in the movies. No. In the last decade that we've been on true crime stories in the network, we've seen this a uh, handful of times. This happens often. But, of course... How do you explain the baby? And in this case, the woman and her boyfriend have been arrested. The body was found. The baby recovered alive and now is safe with the father. But if one thing had gone wrong, this baby would not be with us. It's very clear that there's some twisted pathology behind the person doing this. This is severe mental illness, and it causes literally the murder of another person but there's there's no way to explain this and uh, we just hope she gets her her justice in the system but the knowledge to do this is in textbooks and on the internet and it means total disregard for the life of another person and now let's listen to a news conference from back in august august 25th that was six days after savannah disappeared before she was found dead Fargo, North Dakota Police Chief David Todd tells reporters about making two arrests. In regard to the Anna Marie Graywind missing persons case, as I stated before, we've dedicated a lot of attention to this case. 
but until Wednesday, we had not yet established a criminal nexus to this case that would allow us to obtain warrants for a residence and electronic devices. We were running constant surveillance and investigating several different theories regarding Savannah being held against her will and or her unborn child being induced or removed and possibly alive. Therefore, we were careful about what we were saying or releasing in fear that a suspect or suspects may panic and dispose of them in order to get rid of incriminating evidence. We were hoping the surveillance would produce a result of the possible suspects leading us to where Savannah or her baby were. We were able to develop a criminal nexus on Wednesday allowing us to put together warrants and a coordinated plan to take William Henry Hone and Brooke Lynn Cruz into custody yesterday at two separate locations and secure apartment number five at 2825 9th Street North for a forensic search pursuant to the search warrant we had obtained. The search was conducted by a specialized forensics team. As I said yesterday in my release, our entry and search found a newborn baby girl in apartment number five at 2825 9th Street North with Brooke Lynn Cruz. The baby girl was transported by ambulance to a medical facility where she is currently being cared for. Detective interviews with Hones and Cruz indicate the baby girl is Savannah's baby. We are doing DNA testing to confirm the identity of the baby. However, testing and re results can take several days. In the interviews, when it comes to the topic of what happened to Savannah, neither Hone nor Cruz will cooperate with our investigation. Both Hone and Cruz invoked their right to counsel and refused to answer any more questions. At that point, we arrested both of them and charged them with Class A felony, conspiracy to commit kidnapping. 38-year-old Brooke Lynn Cruz, after that guilty plea to conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to commit kidnapping, providing false information to police, is set to be sentenced in January, January 16th, if her pre-sentencing report is completed. She could get a maximum for the conspiracy to commit murder charge, life in prison without parole. The maximum penalty for the conspiracy to commit kidnapping, 20 years in prison, a fine of $20,000. And there is a trial coming up unless William Henry Hahn, 32, pleads guilty. He faces the same charges as his girlfriend. He has pleaded not guilty so far. A trial is set in Cass County District Court to begin March 20th. I want to thank one other partner who is making our program possible, and it is Link AKC. If you're like me, you don't want to leave your pet out of all the fun this Christmas. And here's this year's quote must-have gift for dogs and their owners. It's the Link AKC Smart Collar. It's backed by the American Kennel Club. It's a GPS locator, a fitness activity tracker, and it's all controlled through your smartphone. It even has an LED light and temperature sensor. Not that I think your dog is going to need an LED light or temperature sensor. I love the GPS locator, and I'll tell you why. I don't have to worry about Fat Boy, a.k.a. Nitro, running down the street and getting run over. I can look straight at this app and see exactly where he is. It's total peace of mind. Then you've got the activity wellness tracker. Doesn't matter how old or chubby your dog is, whether it's a pure breed or a mutt-like fat boy, Link AKC shows the amount of activity each and every dog needs. It's easy to set up, and there are sizes for every dog. It's super comfy. Link AKC, so handsome or beautiful on your pet. Check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to see the pictures I posted of Fat Boy. Keep your dog safe, happy, and healthy with Link AKC, risk-free, 90 days. It's the perfect gift for you and your dog. And right now, 
30% off and free shipping on your order if you use code Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, at linkakc.com. Link A-K-C, Alpha Kappa, C as in cat, linkakc.com, code Nancy, for 30% off and free shipping. Linkakc.com, code Nancy. Thank you for being our partner today. Thank you to my guests, but especially you for being with us. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.